Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. Creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Blog Access 101 Podcast. Follow us on social media at Blog Access 101 on Twitter and Instagram. Special shout out to our sponsor, Hibachi Productions. Use a discount code Blog Access 101 on HibachiProductions.com to get 20% off your next purchase. We're your hosts, Rob and LR. This is episode 9. What up, LR? What up, man? It's LR1313, sponsored by Henny. What's sure. going on, man? Not much, man. Start off first order of business, NBA trade deadline, winners and losers. I'll let you start it off. All right. Well, first order of business, the Boston Celtics better handle business today. 3.30, one and a half. They better cover this bet. But the NBA trade deadline from the East, I got the Atlanta Hawks and the Heat tied as winners because I feel like the Atlanta Hawks definitely were missing a big center because I, I felt like their defense wasn't good enough. And I feel like Capella could definitely help them on defense. So next year, they'll definitely be in the playoffs. And with the Miami Heat, I think that what they needed was someone that could help them stop playing 2-3 zone all the time. And that's what Andre Iguodala is. That guy is a defensive lockdown stopper as long as, as him and Jimmy Butler and none are on the court. It's going to be problems for any team in the East. And now that they have shooters like Harrow and Duncan Robinson, man, the sky is the limit for that squad. And I'll do the West side too. From the West, I actually love Marcus Morris on the Clippers. Yep. I feel like he's way better than Pat Patterson. And he, <laughs> <laughs> and he, and he gives them like – a real consistent three-point shooter because every time I saw Pat Patterson shoot, I'm like, this guy breaking. <laughs> so they, they needed somebody that you could actually hit, rely on to hit big shots in the fourth quarter because, like, they're not going to give it to Kawhi and Lou Williams and Paul George, and teams are not going to keep letting them just shoot whatever. So it's going to have to go to people like Marcus Morris and Shamit. So I think that was a big, big, big pickup. And I actually like – the Warriors getting Andrew Wiggins because I feel like Andrew Wiggins was somebody that fit more with their system as opposed to D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell needs the ball and everything, and Steph needs the ball. Clay, well, he don't need the ball, but Clay needs someone to pass it to him, and I don't think <laughs> D. Russell was always going to do that. And I feel like Andrew Wiggins is somebody that could slash, kind of do what Iggy did, and I feel like that's a good pickup. What you think, Rob? I'm gonna start off with the losers. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely Detroit Pistons. Why would you trade Andre Drummond to a, a team that's your rival that's just borderline retarded? <laughs> you said at least trade him to like the Western Conference team. I mean, granted, he's probably going to leave Cleveland after the season. I mean, who wouldn't want to leave Cleveland after the season? But. I mean, that guy's talking about wanting to stay. I'm like, yo, are you serious? It's the Cleveland Cavaliers. Then he's, why would you want to stay there? But why is he on Twitter talking like he's a, the biggest drug dealer in Cleveland talking about trust no one's son? <laughs> Like, what's up with him? I don't know who he's ran into in the right. Cleveland streets. I was streets. like, who's, who's man is this? Uh, who else is another loser? Oh, definitely the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, didn't pick up anybody in the trade deadline. Um, your your, your uh, opponent, Clippers, biggest threat, picked up Marcus Morris. I guess they thought they didn't need anybody, but 
They definitely do because after LeBron and AD, it gets real spooky for the Lakers. I mean, of course you got Danny Green, but he's a sporadic shooter every now and then. He's consistent on defense, but shooter sporadic now. Uh, let's go with the winners. Winners definitely the Miami Heat. I know you was happy about y'all getting Iguodala. Um, finally get rid of Justice Winslow. Well, don't know just, why he was still there. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> why he was really still there. Wrong. He hasn't been the same since he left Duke. Probably should have stayed another year. Uh, who else is another winner? I would say the Sixers semi for getting some guards that can shoot off the bench. Because, Lord, it was really ugly outside of uh, Ferkman Corkmas. We had people come off the bench like Raul Nato. Don't know why we signed him. Don't forget my guy, Ennis. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He's terrible. I, um, yeah, we, so, yeah, I think we got a good shooter with uh, Alex Burks and Glenn Robinson III. Uh, I would hope we was going to get another uh, backup point guard um, like Derrick Rose. Uh, don't know why we didn't trade Al, uh, Al Horford. Doesn't fit our scheme whatsoever. Well, the Sixers believe that Al Horford's on the team for them to beat the Bucks. But we're not going to get there. <laughs> That's what they don't understand. Right, yeah, they, they forgot about you have to actually get to the Bucks <laughs> to beat the Bucks. But I feel like, yeah, Glenn Robinson was great pickup. Alex Burke, he can score at will. But I feel like... The Sixers need to be able to let them, like, go at teams. Like, what Brett Brown's offensive system does, it negates, like, one-on-one scoring a lot, unless it's Joel Embiid in the post. So that's what hampers the Sixers all the time. And that's another reason why I feel like Tobias Harris is not doing as well as he as he could, because it's not a lot of spacing for one-on-one play. It's all ball movement, and if the ball movement is not as crisp as you saw on the road trip, the Sixers are going to get stomped. <laughs> yes, yes. Good answer. Uh, my other winner, I got to say, New York Knicks. They finally did something right with their franchise. Got rid of Marcus Morris. Got some first-round picks. Um, James Dillon's probably going to mess him up, but that's neither here nor there. Steve Mills. Um, but, yeah, those are my winners and losers for the uh, trade deadline. Yeah, Lakers are definitely losers for me. Um, I felt like no team on the East really was losers. I felt like a lot of the teams made very good moves. But the Lakers not making a move at all. I know that they really wanted to get rid of Kuzma, but I know that the Knicks asked for Danny Green and Kuzma for Marcus Morris, ah. but then gave him the Clippers for basically nothing. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe teams just don't like trading with the Lakers. Yeah, probably so. Probably so. <laughs> <laughs> probably so. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah, I don't understand why the uh, Rockets traded Clint Capella, and now they have P.J. Tucker as their starting center. <laughs> they are going to get killed in the playoffs. And everyone says that, but first game against the Lakers, they actually performed well offensively. And I feel like what they needed was the space in. I saw Clint Capella the last four years in the playoffs. That man was a non-factor against every team. So just having the space in. And Covington is a big piece. So I feel like What? Coving- go on, look, go on. Look, Covington plays defense, something the Rockets needed. And Covington shoots threes well. And to the playoffs. Shoot well, <laughs> it's wide open threes. And this is going to be all the wide open threes he'll ever see in his life. Because James Harden and Russell Westbrook, all they're going to do is get nonstop double teams in the paint. Covington is going to have a field day. If I mean, if the system plays it right. And I feel like it's a great system for him. So I think, it's a, I think it was a good pickup by the Rockets. I mean, Clint Capella is 25 years old. Giving up on a 25-year-old was kind of, like, Retarded. silly for me, yes. especially against, like, tall teams. But if you're making threes, I feel like they're more competitive now than they were before. But didn't the threes reason why they lost that game seven against the Warriors a few years ago? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just making sure. 
But <laughs> I said if they're making threes in a seven game series, they're not gonna make threes all seven games. Right. But all you gotta do is make threes four out of the seven. And I feel like this was a better way <laughs> Good answer. to make threes four out of seven against every team in the West. Cause like we'll see what happens today against the Jazz. Rockets are gonna play the Jazz at home. I feel like the Rockets are gonna probably crush the Jazz. Stop. But if the Jazz actually win the game, then it shows that it was a bad strategy. But if you can beat like the two like big teams in the West, I'm not saying the Jazz are a big team, like really good, but they're big as in they have Gobert, they have like size in the middle, so like it can negate like layups and drives. And they don't have really anyone that can stop Gobert from getting rebounds and offensive rebounds. But it's thirty and ten tonight by Gobert. Remember I said it. I, I don't think so. I think I think Gobert is gonna be like maybe like 10, 10 and ten. That's just and I feel like I feel like the Jazz lose by twenty. But the, I feel like when the Rockets are home, the Rockets are gonna get hot. And if the Rockets can get hot, beat all these bad teams, shoot up to the third seed, sky's the limit for them. Cause it's not really like. They can't beat the Lakers. It's not like they can't beat the Clippers. If they get hot in a series, they can beat anybody. First off, who's going to guard Donovan Mitchell? It's going to be 117-96, okay. the Utah Jazz. <laughs> like, what? All right, but yes, speaking of Harden, I know it's not on topic. Let's talk about how Giannis Antetokounmpo totally messed up oh that, <laughs> that all-star draft. He said, I didn't pick James <laughs> Harden because he doesn't know how to pass. I'm sorry, who passes in an all-star game? Like, what? <laughs> and he picked, and he didn't pick uh, Trey Young. Yeah. I feel like Giannis ridiculous. Never becoming. Can y'all stop voting for Giannis to be the All Star selector? Because this man does not know how to pick a team. This is two years in a row. Yes. He's picked teams that aren't making me want to watch the game. It's gonna. I'm, I'm only watching the game for Kobe. Bron's gonna beat him by like Bron's. He's gonna beat him by like thirty plus. It's just not even gonna be fun. But yeah, man. But our, you know the new rules. There's not like that. It doesn't go like that no more. It's quarter by quarter. So it's four games in oh. one. And then the fourth quarter, you just they total they total up all the games from the first three. And then first technical three. difficulties. <laughs> Alright, you said first three. They total all the games from the first three games and then they add twenty-four to the the team with the highest score. And then that's how they figure out it's the first, basically the first to that final tally. So, like, say if, like, LeBron's team scores 30, 30, 30, and I'm doing this so easy for math, uh, and uh, Giannis' team scores 29, 29, 29, then the fourth quarter, it'll be 30 plus 24, no, 90 plus 24, 114. So, the first, the fourth quarter, it'll be the first team to 114. So it'll be 90 to 87, and the first team that gets 114 wins. I like the new strategy. It actually will make me pay attention. I don't know if I'm going to tune in just for the fourth quarter or if I'm watch all four quarters, but it's definitely going to be a lot more competitive than it has been recently. And it's, and it's dedicated to Kobe, so i got to watch. Well, you know, I don't want to be like one of them old people, but I figure they should just stick to the same thing that, that always worked. Just make it East versus West All-Stars, keep the shit simple. The West has too many All-Stars. It wasn't fair anymore. It wasn't competitive. Well, do you think this game is about to be fair? The team that Giannis drafted? Well, we just need Giannis to stop drafting. <laughs> that's that's it. That's an understatement. I also need the Celtics to start playing three-point defense. Guys, <laughs> terrible. All right, uh, let's go to the next one. Sixers future. What you think of the Sixers future? I think that... The 
future is with Joel and Ben on the team. I know a lot of people call for one of them to be traded. I'm on if you have to trade one, you definitely trade Joel and B because I feel like the Sixers' best player is Ben Simmons. I know he doesn't score the most and he doesn't have a shot. Like everyone worries about that, but I feel like he does more for the team. Like, look at Joel. He's out of shape. And the defense that he used to play that really was momentum-changing defense, he doesn't play that anymore. And I feel like once people started to realize that, he's not like that same player. And I don't know if it's him just taking it easy, if he's out of shape. He says it's because he lost his quote-unquote smile or joy for the game. But, like, there's something that has to change within Joel Embiid's mindset before I start calling him, like, the franchise leader. It's definitely Ben Simmons because I can tell day in and day out Ben Simmons wants to win, and Ben Simmons will do whatever to win. He didn't improve his jump shot, but he improved his defense. He improved the way he's going to pass. He improved the way he's going to run the offense. He improved how aggressive he was going to be when Joel sits out. Like, I see improvements. When I look at Joel, I see regression on defense. I see regression on offense, and I just don't feel like he's playing to the top of his capabilities. But, I mean, you're a Sixers fan, so you let me know what you think. Well, first thing first, I don't think we have a shot in hell winning a championship, <laughs> first and foremost. Um, I think uh, Elton Brand dropped the ball off starting in the offseason when we signed Horford to a four-year one, $27 million. I thought he was smoking correct. <laughs> Um, another thing, um, I thought we always were hindered when we got rid of Shamit and that um, Tobias Harris trade. I kind of felt like we tried to should have forced somebody else in that trade other than Shamit. He was a shooter that we lost that we definitely needed, and he played somewhat type of decent defense. I'm like JJ Redick. <laughs> um, let's see what else we. we uh, you know, they had all this hype talking about Ben Simmons just finally shooting threes. You know, I really don't give a damn if he shoot threes. I just want him to shoot a damn jump shot. And this shit is getting ridiculous at this point. <laughs> um, but he, like you said, he has showed up when LR, I mean, when uh, <laughs> <laughs> when LR, <laughs> when Embiid, when Embiid is injured, he stepped up and showed that he can actually be a leader and take over games like I know that he actually can. Because once Ben Simmons finally realizes he's the only person that can stop him, um, is when the Sixers really going to go for it. But I think he's finally starting to see that, but I feel like um, I feel like after this season, if we don't make any make some shake in the playoffs of the anything less than a championship this year, it's a failure. Um, so I think if we don't do get that, I think it might be time to trade one of them, and I think it might be Embiid because I think he'll get us the best amount of assets that we need in, in draft picks and players. Uh, I feel like people will probably be hesitant on Ben Simmons because he's not shooting, so they're probably like, well, we know what he can do, defense and passing and scoring and transition because in a half-court setting, it's non-existent because everybody just plays the baseline and makes him shoot jumpers, and Lord knows he's not hitting those. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think if we don't get a championship this year, um, it might be time to uh, switch something up. But hopefully, Alex Burks and Glenn Robinson might be the sparks we need on our bench to take us to the next level. Because Lord knows we had nobody come off the bench other than the Fregbon Cork mess. Because um, Raul Nato is definitely not the answer. I don't know why we even signed him. He's <laughs> definitely a bum. <laughs> All right, brother. The Sixers definitely had no depth until 
now. So I want to see how they look now. But it's definitely going to be interesting to see how this season plays out. If a championship or failure, the season's already a failure. Because <laughs> I know they're not winning the championship. <laughs> I can guarantee that. Well, you know, <coughs> you know, the Clippers and Lakers are going to battle out in the West. I think the East is still open. It's just they don't have that they don't have that it factor of like let's play like we want to win. They just out there like going through the motions. I figure like because I don't really see nobody in the East just like a team that really scared. Everybody keeps saying Milwaukee, but everybody knows Milwaukee chokes in the playoffs. I'm going to see it again this year because that's what they do, choke in playoffs. Uh, I really don't fear the Miami Heat. Um, I like this. I know that's your Those team. Those boys is monsters down <laughs> South Beach. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the bright lights is in the playoffs are going to um, humble them. Uh, you know, Jimmy Butler is a dog. I mean, I don't really like Jimmy Butler. I was, <laughs> It was like Christmas when he finally left Philly. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know. I don't really, I don't really see them. Cause they're too young. Uh, only team I might see as a threat because they always been a threat to us is Boston. Uh, I feel like they're finally coming around. Like I said before, when Kyrie left, Jason Tatum's going back to being Jason Tatum, and it's definitely what he was this season. Well, they just gave up a ten zero run to the Thunder in the quarter, but whatever. <laughs> oh, but speaking of in the Thunder, like you, if you would have told me the Thunder would have been playing like this in the regular season, I would have smacked the shit out of you. <laughs> The Chris Paul never wants to win. But speaking of teams that fold or people that fold in the bright lights, Jimmy Garoppolo, come <laughs> on down. My guy, you caused the city of San Francisco a Super Bowl. I hope you're happy. Well, I know I'm happy. <laughs> I went about $400 off them boys. Garoppolo. Shout out to Kansas City Chiefs. T- what are they down by 10 and a fourth for six they minutes down left? Like, yeah, 10, six minutes left, third and 15. Ah. And they give up a 44 yard pass. What? <laughs> a 44 yard pass? Oh my God. First of all, never doubt Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Let me say that again. <clears throat> Is this thing on? All right. First of all, never da- doubt Patrick Mahomes. The guys came back down, was down by 20 against the uh, Texans. Yeah, they was down 20 against the Texans. 24 against the Texans, as I think about it. Yeah, it was 24 nothing. Eh? Yeah, it was, 20, it was 24 nothing, and uh, they scored 51 straight. Yeah, it was just, like, ridiculous. Then they came back against the Titans. But, I mean, who thought the Titans were actually going to be in that game? Baltimore, New England, what the hell were you doing? Don't understand it. But I'm just glad the Chiefs had an easy route to the Super Bowl, and I like I told people before that they were going to beat the uh, – San Francisco 49ers. I had them beating them 35-14, but we'll take 31-20 because a win is a win. <laughs> I'm not an Eagles fan, but I'm happy Andy Reid finally won one because he definitely got cheated in the New England Super Bowl, but I'm not mad at him because I wouldn't. I didn't want the Eagles to win one even though they finally won one. But it is what it is. Dallas is going to win one this year, next year. Uh, I'm just going to speak it to existence. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I was uh, very happy that Patrick Mahomes won one and got the MVP. Uh Great guy, very humble, and does make it do what it do on the field. Uh, Tyreek Hill, barbecue chicken, Richard Sherman. I hope Richard Her- Sherman finally shuts the hell up because right. he got barbecue chicken throughout the playoffs. <laughs> Did you see that move in the first quarter by Tyreek Hill? I that said, move was nasty. <laughs> I said, thank God he had help because that was six. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, heading into next year, do you still think the Chiefs are like the best team, or do you think another team is going to overtake them? I know the Ravens are going to be up there. They're Stop. they're tough. The Ravens, I don't know what happened this year. <laughs> I, I tell you what, but 
I know that if they matched up against any other team other than the Titans, the Ravens would have easily won. And this is not any, like, knock on the Chiefs, the Patriots, or anyone else that played in the AFC playoffs. But I feel like the Ravens just came up against a team that was hot. And at that moment, they didn't have any answers. And when they got the answers, it was the fourth quarter and it was too late. But the Ravens next year, please don't sleep. They're still the best team in the NFL. Well, let's let's put best team in the NFL during the regular season because obviously when the playoffs come, they don't show up. <laughs> like I told my cousin Brian and Sadia at Thanksgiving, the Ravens have no shot in hell of winning the Super Bowl. Oh my God. <laughs> because you know why? Because people are going to tune in to Lamar Jackson. Now, shout out to my man for finally winning the MVP because people were hating on him. But um, he didn't show up in the playoffs. It just is what it is. Uh, Mark Ingram, um, suck it up. It's playoff time. Like, do what you need to do to get in there, but you didn't show up in the playoffs, which is why they keyed in on uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, another thing, you can't win a Super Bowl <laughs> throwing to your tight end, expecting him to get 100-plus <laughs> yards receiving. This guy is not Travis Kelsey. His name is Mark Andrews. <laughs> uh, Hollywood Brown, you were Hollywood in the regular season, non-existent in the playoffs. This is why you guys didn't wake it like I knew you weren't because you guys aren't a playoff team. So, so it is what it is. So who do you think is challenging the Chiefs next year, or do you think it's the Chiefs championship to win again? I think it's a repeat because there's no shot in hell of anybody competing with Patrick Mahomes. Do you honestly think Lamar Jackson can outthrow Patrick Mahomes? I think they can outscore Patrick Mahomes, yes. And let's not sleep on the Eagles. I feel like I feel like this is the off season where we get tremendously better and I feel like even if we let go of Malcolm Jenkins, I mean, he was on what show was he on? He was on the shop uh Saturday night. So, you know, he's not focused on football. So, if we get rid of him, like we could easily, you know, get younger and we definitely need to get younger. And I feel like next year, I mean, we won the division this year, and I felt like we won the division with a lot of players that shouldn't be in the NFL. So next year, when we get, like, real players, I feel like the sky is the limit for us, especially if our only competition is Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> First of all, I don't know why you thought you were going to win a division next year. Um, that's just not accurate. The Cowboys don't know how to win. <laughs> Jason Garrett is gone. Let's, let's start right there. <laughs> that's that's two plus extra wins right there alone. First of all, we don't have to see him on the sideline anymore clapping for, for clapping for whatever reason. He would clap when we were down by 30. <laughs> I don't understand it. And the, the fact that the Giants actually picked him up as their offensive coordinator, it's like getting death row with the electric chair <laughs> because it, you're just killing yourself. <laughs> Uh, the Giants handed the Cowboys and Eagles two wins. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. What about the Redskins? I, I think Dwayne Haskins' Buckeye Nation is going to be much better next year. The Cowboys and Eagles have four wins apiece so far in the <laughs> NFC East. Wow, disrespect my man, Dwayne Haskins. All right. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, I think we're definitely going to win the NFC East next year. Just off the coaching change alone, I figure, I feel like Dak, you know, I haven't really been a Dak fan. You know, Gabe always been talking about Dak. But I feel like he's finally, she's finally actually might have finally shown up. I, I gave it to him because I didn't see it coming. But Y'all haven't signed Dak yet. So I need to see y'all actually sign and commit to him before I can 
even judge the Cowboys. I'm going to let you know right now. We're definitely going to do what the Reds did to Kirk Cousins. It's going to be a franchise tag this year. No question. It's either going to be on him or Cooper. But I think they're going to do it on Dak because I think it was a fluke year, but I think he might. But I know I think he might turn it around if they keep it Dak-friendly offense and not change it next year with McCarthy. But I think McCarthy going to stick with Dak type offense. If we talk about Cooper, uh, I've heard he's been talking to the Eagles recently, and uh, we'll definitely take him. Well, personally, I stopped fucking with Amari Cooper when he was on the sideline against you guys with the injury. Typically, I'm straight up some bitch-ass nigga shit right there. <laughs> so, if he leaves us, I honestly do not give a damn. But what I'm worried about is I'm hearing about they might let Byron Jones go, which is kind of retarded. Because, you know, Byron Jones, when he moved back to cornerback, position he should never have been moved from. Um, but, you know, common sense is not so common in Dallas anymore. But, uh, yeah, he was a great cornerback, put up great numbers, um, shut down corner, as he was in UConn. So I think if we keep him in that position, we, we have to, we, it's, it's, a, it's a must win. We must sign him. It's, 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 it's a no-brainer. If we don't, we don't want to win. Especially if he goes, I heard he might go to the Eagles. Or, or Tennessee? We don't want them. Tennessee. What do you mean you don't want them? them? You had terrible corners. You had corners like Bronco Darby back there. I mean, we're we're focused on the draft right now, so we we want to get younger, and we're looking at like drafting a top corner. We're not looking at like trying to draft. I mean, trying to get someone in free agency. Not right now. That's not our focus. Yeah, that's um, but you do know Ronald Darby couldn't cover a cold with Tavon, all right? <laughs> our, cor- our corners needed work. I'll give I'll give that. That's an but even with our corners needing work, we still won the division, and we won it rather easily. I I wouldn't say easily, but you know we kind of handed to you guys when we lost to teams like the New York Jets. Don't know how that happened, um, but it shouldn't have happened. <laughs> Uh, but let's go into the next topic, Tom Brady's future. I really just don't understand why people really think Tom Brady is not going to suit up in a New England Patriots jersey next year because people are saying he might go to Tampa Bay. Why they think that, I don't know why, because Tampa Bay are losers. He's used to winning. <laughs> this is not going to fit. Well, I'll let you start that conversation off. I've heard the Chargers. I've heard Tampa Bay. But the thing about it is, for three years, they've been talking about Tom Brady and Bill Belichick not getting along. So because of that, that's what makes me question if Tom Brady is really going to come back to the Patriots. Like me, I don't know if the Patriots even have enough if he does come back. So regardless of if he comes back or not, I feel like the Patriots are definitely at least third in the AFC. They're behind the Ravens. They're behind the Chiefs. So even if Tom Brady like comes back, it doesn't really matter. I don't see them beating either one of those teams in the playoffs. And I feel like Tom sees the same thing. So Tom's best chance at winning another championship could be going to the NFC. And if the only team that likes him in the NFC is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, then you look at the South and you look at the Saints – you look at the Falcons, you look at the Carolina Panthers, and you think, how can I beat this team? And the answer is Mike <laughs> Evans. <laughs> so with that said, I can see Chris Godwin and Mike Evans talking Tom Brady into staying 
and I mean to going to Tampa Bay. But that's only if Tom Brady can even throw the deep ball like that. He looked very washed up in New England. Yeah, Rob Gronkowski retiring was probably an early sign that Tom Brady might need to do the same <laughs> because it was a pretty horrific season for the offense. Um, New England defense really carried him throughout the season. Um, some teams, one team I heard him going to in the NFC was the Bears. That might actually work because Trubisky is fucking terrible. <laughs> Trasky. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, but yeah, tri- I, I think that might actually work because their defense is pretty decent. Uh, the linebackers they have out there uh, following with that that front four pass rush with Khalil Mack is second and nine, and then they have Eddie Jackson. And correct me if I'm wrong, I know they have a safety named Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Who are their receivers though? Oh, like who is Tom Brady throwing to? Allen Robinson. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Allen Robinson. Hmm. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, or Allen <laughs> Robinson. I think Robinson has a thousand plus receiving years. The beautiful weather in Florida yeah, or that's, Chicago. That's a good answer. That's a I honestly only see him going to the Chargers, even though that's the AFC team, the Chargers, the Patriots, or Tampa Bay. I feel like if I had to put money on it right now, I have him going back to New England. You stick with, with the devil you know. <laughs> Yeah. What about the sleeper team? The Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, <laughs> no chance in hell. <laughs> well, they are in Sin City, so I guess it's hell. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think he either goes to the Chargers. Uh, Tampa Bay looks nice with, with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and then, you know, de- decent defense down there. But it's Tampa Bay. Do you really think you're going to win in Tampa Bay? Is Warren Sapp going to show up out of retirement and Ronde Barber? I don't think so. <laughs> so, no. he's not. Go- I think he goes to the Chargers. Um, so Good riddance to my future Hall of Famer, Phillip Rivers. Let me say that again. Future Hall of Famer, Phillip Rivers. People hate on him since he's been in the league. I always think he doesn't win. <laughs> well, it's technically not his fault. He never had a decent defense um, until now. What He has... Uh, the great Melvin Gordon, uh, not Melvin Gordon. Uh, yeah, they have Melvin Gordon. Yeah, you know, I'm talking about on defense. What's the pass rusher? I know Joey Bosa. What's the other guy name? Well, Bosa's the big guy. I mean, he's the he's basically the defense. Yeah, but they have another pass rusher. I forgot his name. Melvin something. But yeah, that that pass rusher is crazy. So he finally had a decent defense this year, but you know, it's I think old age is finally catching up to Phillip Rivers. But I think he'll be fine if he goes somewhere else. Uh, maybe like a uh, Melvin Ingram. Yes, that's I knew it was Mel- Melvin Ingram. Thank you, thank you. Yo, you know what? We actually need like a research guy because <laughs> we can't we can't be thinking about this stuff off the top of our head, especially with the Henny in the system. Like, uh, uh, so if anyone ever wants to be like a research person, uh, we're definitely looking for uh new talent to infuse for this. We need a research person. We actually need a female host to discuss the topics. So uh, this is just a simple plug. Reach out to Blogspot Eight One Hundred One. I think that's the the name. Blog not, Access One Hundred One. If not, you know, just reach out to LR One Three One Three. The DMs can be open. I'll open it for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But keep it professional, ladies. Ridiculous. All right, let's go into the next topic. Uh, Twenty Seventeen Astros cheating. 
Um, let's start off with my motto is if you're not cheating, you're not trying. <laughs> Asshole, he knows best. <laughs> the rock. Alright, uh but first and foremost, you know the Ashley won the twenty seventeen championship. Uh so I felt like even though they cheated, at least they won a championship. Some teams have cheated and not win, which is pretty ridiculous. Like, why would you even do it if you're not going to win? Um, you know, MLB gave him a little hefty fine, $5 million, and then they made him forfeit to 2020 and 2021. First round, second round picks. But, you know, they were a pretty good team, so they were going to have late draft pick anyway, so I feel like it's not really a loss minus the $5 million. Oh, no, that's not it. <laughs> They actually made them fire the GM oh. and fire the coach. Well, the, the GM and the coach were suspended for a year. So what happened was because they were suspended for a year, they both actually got fired. And they actually are – I think the Astros got Dusty Baker. And Great guy. Great in guy. my opinion, Dusty Baker is a very, very nice guy. But when it comes to winning, Dusty Baker is not it. And I'm more hurt by this because, like, one, I came up through the steroids era when Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. Oh, come on, Celtics. But when Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire both, uh, like, cheated with the steroids and the whole steroid epidemic came around. Like, I, my favorite baseball player was Ken Griffey Jr. That man hit home runs and never had to cheat. And then Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, they tainted the game. So I hated that tainting of the game, but at least they didn't win championships off of it. The fact that the Astros started this with an intern, I think in 2016 he came, Better and question. then they won a championship in 2017, and then they actually should have won the last World Series. It just makes me question, is this really a great team that I've been watching, or have I just been watching a team that got ahead because they are cheaters? <clears throat> this thing one. First thing first, I hope that intern has a long-term full-time position now because he literally cracked the code. No pun intended. <laughs> uh, I always think that the uh, Astros had the hitters and the pitching, so I feel like they would have won without the cheating, but the cheating was the sprinkles on top of the ice cream that got them over the top, and it is what it is. I feel like when you got to play against a team like a cheating team like the New York Yankees that have been cheating for years, let's not forget about the the, uh, the championship they won against my Phillies when the uh, Matsui definitely didn't hit that home run. It was definitely a foul ball. So Right, facts. The fact that they cheated to win against the Yankees and – The Phillies. Win against the Phillies. Yes. No, I'm talking oh, about – The Astros cheating yeah, against the Yankees. Yes. Okay. I have no problem with it because, tip, quite frankly, fuck the Yankees. <laughs> Because they should never win eight World Series when the Phillies supposed to go back-to-back. Um, that's that's what I got to say on that. Um, let's jump right into the Mookie Betts trade. Um, I think that the Red Sox were panicking because they feel like he wasn't going to come back next year after the season, after the 2020 season, which I don't think he probably, probably would have come back because it's the Boston Red Sox. Why would you want to leave Boston? Who would you possibly go to to after the Boston Red Sox? The Yankees? Who wants to go to that franchise? The Dodgers. Actually, ah. actually, I had them going to the Dodgers regardless. So the fact that they traded them to the Dodgers actually makes a lot of sense. And Mookie Betts is definitely, what, top three, top five in baseball? No. 
I Definitely. I thought I thought he was going to the Dodgers after in the offseason the whole time. And let's not forget that the Red Sox have been linked to cheating too. They just weren't as crazy as the Astros. They won a title recently also. But um yes. I definitely feel like the Mookie Betts to the Dodgers trade was blockbuster. And Mookie Betts and Seager and Clayton Kershaw, crazy. they definitely put the Dodgers over the hump. So the next time you see the Dodgers, they're winning the World Series. And when I say next year, <coughs> next time, I mean this upcoming season, the Dodgers are the best team in baseball. Easily. Let's not forget they also got a, a great pitcher in David Price. And he doesn't have to play a lot of games because they have a great pitcher named Clayton Kershaw. So they really don't need to play him as many games as he played in Boston. So they probably can rest him for the playoffs. Not play too many games and let Kershaw do the work as what he normally does. Uh, I've been hearing a lot of people at ESPN and reporters try to take shots at Mookie Betts. Talking about some, um, he only had one Hall of Fame season. I didn't know that was really an issue because um, he's been having great seasons um, since he came into the league. Maybe not Hall of Fame seasons, but who really gives a damn if you're winning championships? 29 homers last year. Great. 295 batting average. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> you want 300, but he's a home run hitter. He hits the big big ball. That's that's what he does. Um, well, you know, the trade might get held up because the pitcher they tried to trade to the uh, Red Sox has a, what, a hand injury. Yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of like bullshit, but <laughs> they're skeptical of his hand. I mean, it's reasonable because he's a pitcher because he throws with his hand, but just rehab your fucking hand or put it in a fucking splint and call it a fucking day. Like, what's up with these niggas these days, man? It's all fucking soft. Well, R.P. Kobe. Call it high hour. Soft, I feel. Well, pitchers with hand injuries, you don't know how, like, efficient they'll be. And when we talk about David Price being added to the trade, um, he holds no value to me. Wow. Because David Price and Clayton Kershaw are regular season Pitchers, and until they show me that they can win in the playoffs, I don't believe in them. I am picking the Dodgers based off the fact that I believe in the Dodgers' offense, scoring six runs a game during the regular season and cranking it up to seven runs a game in the playoffs and just blasting through everybody. And now that the Astros can't cheat, in the World Series, I got the Dodgers versus the Astros. I actually think the Astros make it because I feel like this is the redemption year for them just to show that they can make it to the World Series without cheating and because they have the best pitching and best hitting. Uh, I have the Dodgers beating the Astros in like six or five games, but just uh, mark it down. The Dodgers are definitely winning the World Series this year. Mookie Betts puts them over the top. David Price and Clayton Kershaw do nothing. But Mookie Betts, Seager, the whole offense definitely has them rising over any team in the American or National League. Well, I'm going to go with the cheating team because, like I said before, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Um, I think the Astros are going to win again because the hitting is just ridiculous. 
Jose Altuve, Alex Bergman, then you got the pitcher, the great Justin Verlander, Verlander, pardon me. Can you beat that? Who's going to stop that? Well, the, the Yankees? Na- the Nationals stopped it, so. Who are the Washington Nationals? The defending champions <laughs> of baseball. But will they do it again? Absolutely not. Let's talk about my Phillies, though. Let's, let's, let's hopefully Bryce Hopper shows up this year. Andrew McCutcheon actually stay healthy. We actually got some pitchers this year, so. I feel like my Phillies might make a run for it, at least in the playoffs wise. I don't think we might win a ch- uh, championship, but I think we might. Be, we're going to be. We're a good shot being in the playoffs because if we don't, um, somebody needs to get fired. <laughs> I actually like the Phillies this year. Definitely to be a wild card. I don't know if it's going to be like first wild card or second wild card if they. But I feel like the Phillies are definitely going to make the playoffs this year. But. Like I said, the Dodgers have too much this year. And nothing's going to stop them, especially with the years of frustration that they've had for having to keep enduring the playoff losses. This is this is the Dodgers' year, but don't be surprised that the Phillies, you know, take it within the next two to three years because Bryce Harper didn't come here to lose. He came here to win championships. And the other team won and he just <laughs> left? That's... That's kind of like heartbreaking. I I probably would have broke like been mad as hell. Like fuck, I left a team that wasn't winning, and then I leave, and then they win championship. You start looking in the mirror, like is it me? Am I the reason why we're not winning? And and that answer is yes, Bryce Harper. You are the reason because you were choking last season. But um, last season was last season. Let's start off a good year in February and in uh, spring training. Do you think, brother? Uh, last topic, um, lack of college. <laughs> lack of college dominance in the uh, college basketball. Um, you think that? I do not, but I'll let you start off and tell me why. I mean, obviously, Diller, I mean, <laughs> sorry, that's the Henny guys. But obviously, Baylor has won 20 games in a row, and San Diego State has won 24 in a row. And Gonzaga has beaten teams by, like, 15-plus. I think that's the margin of victory for them. But I feel like when we think of, like, college basketball, we think of, like, who's the next, like, NBA star. And the next NBA star is Anthony Edwards. He plays for a Georgia team that is hovering over if they're going to make the NCAA uh, playoffs or not. So I feel like the best teams don't have, like, a big, big, like, legit NBA player. And I feel like there's no team that, like, is really scary right now. I feel like any team could beat Baylor, could beat San – well, not any team. Any top team could beat Baylor, could beat San Diego State, could beat Gonzaga. So when I say, like, there's a lot of parity in college basketball – that's what I mean. I mean, like, there's no team that you're, like, fair. I know last year we came into, like, the NCAA uh, March Madness run, and we were like, yo, this Duke team has legit stars on it, especially with Zion and R.J. Barrett. But I knew they weren't going to win last year. But did you know Virginia was going to win? <laughs> no, but I knew Duke was going to win. But, $200. <laughs> but, but this year, like, can you, can you pick out a team where you're like, Oh, this is the team I'm going to pick if I had to do the March Madness right now. 
Well, when you always go with Villanova, you can never go wrong. So, that's my team to win it because I'm a fan of Villanova Wildcats. Jay Wright is a great coach, future Hall of Famer. Let me say that again. Future Hall of Famer and Jay Wright. Um, but, you know, team I think that's going to possibly win the national championship this year with two teams, San Diego State. San Diego State. I think they they might actually have a shot in hell winning the national championship. Uh, you know, Florida, Florida State's been playing pretty well. Um, you know, I don't never fuck with Kansas because Bill Self is their coach and he always <laughs> chokes in big games, like I always say. Gonzaga, they don't really play anybody, so who fears them? Toilet paper, that's who fears them. Because they're a bunch of horseshit. <laughs> uh Baylor, they're pretty good, you know. 19-1. Woohoo. 20-1. They uh, won last night. They're 20th in a row. Wow, that's pretty cute. But um, I got them going to lead eight, probably choking. Duke, um, don't really fear them. Nah. But Duke, I don't really fear them because they were in a dogfight. I said, yeah, North Carolina. Granted, that's a big rivalry, but North Carolina's not even ranked this year, and they've been playing pretty horrible since Anthony went down. Cole Anthony went down with an injury. So, I don't really respect Duke. Um, shout out to Coach K, though. Great coach. But, no. Uh, let's see what other team that's out here that might give somebody a uh, shit. I like Auburn. Uh, they're pretty decent. But, their big men are pretty fucking soft. So, I feel like they're going to get um, their head knocked off in it when they get deep in uh, March Madness. So, yeah, my team is either San Diego State or Villanova winning national championship. Dayton, they always, you know, there's always that one team that just sneaks in there. I think Dayton might be that team that ends up in the final four on some fluke shit, but they don't win. Uh, matter of fact, I'm just going to call my final four right now as we speak and just get it out of the way. Let's say um, Auburn, yes. Uh, Dayton, Villanova, and San Diego State. <laughs> Crazy final four, but that's what I'm going with. Uh, let's see how I went out of that. I got um San Diego State and Villanova national championship. Oh, wow. San Diego State wins it. It breaks my heart to say it, but that's who wins it. Oh wow, those those are bold statements because <laughs> I don't even have Villanova as the best team in the Big East. <laughs> well, I always <laughs> believed that Seton Hall was the best team in the Big East coming into this year. Okay. I thought for for a split second, I want to say a split second, that maybe Butler was the second best team. But Villanova has proved that maybe Butler's not the second best team. They can't win on the road, so I don't have faith in them winning on neutral court. Okay. I feel like the best team in college basketball, of course, is right now San Diego State. They won – 24, 25 games in a row. So, obviously, I can't say take anything from them. Baylor's won, like, 20 in a row, and they have, like, the shooters and the defense. But when it comes to tournament time, I am not going to turn my back on Kansas or Duke. Of course, especially not, especially <laughs> not this year. So, this year, my final four, and this is definitely – Pending the breakdown, but this year my final four is actually I actually have San Diego State, okay. I have Duke, okay. 
I have Kansas. Wow. And for some strange reason, I actually believe in Seton Hall. So I have Seton Hall making it to the Final Four. And the champions, I have actually have liked the way Kansas played all season. So... I think Kansas is actually going to win it this year. I think this is the team to do it. I think they have the center. I think they finally have playmakers, and they have enough shooting. I think this is the year that Kansas wins the national championship. This is all pending what the rankings are and what the seeding is, and we definitely will do one right before the tournament. But currently, right now, the best team in college basketball not by rankings, not by win streaks, is the Kansas Jayhawks. Words spoken from a Kansas fan has been <laughs> let down year after year after year. I don't know how you continue to be a fan, but you're a real one. Um, yeah, I just want to let everybody know we're definitely going to have, um, like we did a Super Bowl uh, pool bets. Um, people won some good money. Uh, one player won two times, won 240, and Two quarters of the Super Bowl for the uh, pool bets, um, the squares. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna have uh, uh, March Madness bracket brackets here. Uh, Thirty dollars entry. The more people, the better. Winner take all. You know, of course, I'm gonna get my cut because I scheduled it. So, uh, any other words you wanna say, Lara, before we uh, log off? Celtics, you suck. And when it comes to this blog access tournament. I'm going to win it. So, if you put your money up, just know you're just donating to the LR Sneaker Fund. And I'll buy a lot of sneakers. <laughs> yeah, that's a good answer. But you haven't even been doing NBA uh, pool bets that we've been doing. Oh, yeah, we also have NBA pool, um, NBA pick them for Wednesday and Thursday games. You know, um, I don't know why people are in it. I'm always winning because I know basketball, unlike the rest of these people. Um, but, yeah, this about wraps up Episode 9. Uh, thanks for listening. Follow us at Blog Access One Hundred One, LR LR One Three One Three. Off the henny, LR One Three One Three. Off the henny. <laughs> and my personal account is Young Hibachi Twenty. Follow us. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Talk to you soon.